Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, while you are standing, we are going to open the word of the Lord. We're going to be continuing our teaching on uh, prayer and fasting. Let's turn, if you will, to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses, uh, we'll be reading verses 3 and 4. While you're turning there, I do want to uh, just emphasize a couple of things. One, excited, of course, this coming Sunday is Sanctuary Offering. And what awesome Sundays for the last two we have had. And we already have uh, more testimonies, great and wonderful things that the Lord has done uh, in the lives of some individuals. And we're just excited, uh, excited about it. So we're looking forward to our sanctuary offering. I was speaking to Brother Heron, who is going to be with us this Sunday. And uh, he had been in prayer. Uh, I called him and, and uh, we were speaking a little bit about what had been uh, what had been going on and uh, he said uh, he said pastor the lord he said i just want to ask you he said the lord has dropped something in my heart and uh says to be honest with you i feel a little odd coming to your church and teaching on this uh, he says i've preached at your church on several occasions we've had incredible moves of god he said but uh the lord wants me to come and uh preach on teach on spiritual warfare and I said well that's because that's exactly what we're teaching on is spiritual warfare fasting and prayer and spiritual warfare on Sundays fasting and prayer and I told him that how we've been dealing with the giants in our life and uh, dealing with spiritual warfare and battle um, and so I said the Lord is just wanting this vein that he's got us and he wants that to continue and he's not just looking for an evangelistic message. He wants you to come in here. And the Lord uses him uh, in a special way. And then I got another phone call. Went too long after that. Uh, and it was Sister Kleindance. And uh, she said, Pastor, um, the Lord laid you in the church on my heart. And I'm calling you. And he told me that he would like for me to come and teach on fasting and prayer. And I said, wow, we are right in the middle of this thing, aren't we? Isn't it awesome to be in the middle of the will of God? And then for the Lord to speak to outside sources and to bring them in so that we can hear uh, other voices confirm what God is saying and what God is speaking. And so on September the 12th, on a Wednesday night, Sister Kleindance, Brother Kleindance is going to be here as well. But we're not going to let him say anything. And Sister Kleindence is going to be an obedient to the word and the teaching of God. She is going to come and minister to us on fashion prayer. And I'm so excited about it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We adore you, Father. We adore you, Lord. We adore you, Lord. You know, only the Lord knows what our tomorrows are. Only he knows what the battles of this church is that we are going to be entering into. And uh, the battle, the war that we are in, the struggle that we are in to build, uh, to build in this city, 
uh, that many souls can be reached and saved. And the Lord is preparing us, isn't he? You know, we mentioned it on Sunday. David didn't just go out in the valley. He fought a lion and he fought a bear. And God is preparing us, teaching us, working with us, instructing us and guiding us. And uh, I'm so thankful he loves this church enough uh, to invest in us this way. All right. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 4. For though we walk in the flesh, tell your neighbor, yes, I am human. Though we walk in the flesh... We do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Lord, thank you for the way that you have been speaking to us over the last few weeks. Lord, on preparing us with fasting and prayer teaching us through our daily uh, daily Bible studies, preaching to us on Sundays with spiritual warfare. And I believe, Lord, that you are lifting up this church. You are raising us up, God, preparing us and nurturing us. And, Lord, we are so thankful for your goodness and your love. And, Father, we just ask that you speak to us again tonight. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and everybody say amen. Find two people around you and just tell them, I love to fast. <laughs> you get an A for obedience and a zero for lying. You can be seated. Oh, what a great, what a great God. What a great, great, great God. So remember, this is Wednesday, and we started our fasting right at 6 o'clock this evening. And uh, so no media, no texting, no Facebook, no Instagram, no nothing. Everything shuts down until 6 o'clock tomorrow evening. And we want to make sure that we spend time in prayer, and Pastor will have another daily devotion. I think we're going to be wrapping up the Lord's Prayer tomorrow. And uh, so spend time studying that, uh, praying and seeking uh, the face, the face of the Lord. Uh, I wanted to mention um, also again that uh, or reemphasize with Brother Sapp uh, concerning Wednesday night's uh, Bible studies at six o'clock with Brother Vieira. If you have never gone through this set of studies, I think there's five. He does five studies on repentance and baptism, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost and separation, and deals with the foundational teachings of these subjects. <clears throat> if you have never gone through them, I encourage you to do so. Uh, it will strengthen. Uh, your belief, it'll strengthen your faith, it'll give you knowledge and understanding in the Word of God. And so, just make up in your mind, you know, for five Wednesdays in a row, we're just going to come to church early, we're going to be here at 6 o'clock, and we're going to go through these studies. 
and there's a sign-up sheet in the foyer. If you would sign that sheet, and so Brother Vieira can be uh, expecting you, and show up at 6 o'clock, and there'll be someone here to point uh, the way. So we have been studying on fasting and prayer, and wow, what uh, incredible teachings uh, and revelation that we have uh, been looking into uh, in the wonderful Word of God. We launched straight into Isaiah 58, and uh, we looked at that one of the main factors of fasting is the afflicting of the soul, the afflicting of humanity, to uh, bring down uh, the strength of the man so that the strength of the spirit uh, can be revived, can be resurrected, and uh, can exert itself in the spirit realm. And we're going to deal with that a little bit more tonight when we get uh, into our lesson. In verse, number, in verse number six, we learned that fasting wasn't just about afflicting humanity so that the spirit could rise. But we learned that fasting uh, brings us into a relationship with the Lord. And the Lord himself said, is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens? Think about it. To let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke. Friend, that is power. That is power. And that is what fasting and prayer will do for you and I. It will help us to loose the bands of wickedness, not only upon ourselves, but to loose the bands of wickedness upon others. To undo the heavy burdens. As our brother Sapp said earlier today, when we learn to abide in him and he abides in us, we abide in that rest with the Lord. And when we, uh, when we do fasting and prayer Biblically, when we do it right, we enter into the rest of the Lord. And the heavy burdens are lifted off of us, and we can also lift them off of others. Letting oppressed go free, breaking uh, every yoke. Now, there's something I want us to look at that we didn't pay attention to in the other studies. In Isaiah 58 and 7, the last part of that verse well, we'll just read the we'll just uh, read the verse in general. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house, when thou seest the naked, that thou cover him? And look at the last part of this verse, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own. Flesh. I want to tell you, one of the things that fasting and prayer will do for you and I is it will reveal this old man. It will expose the flesh. You know, the closer we get to God, the more we pray and fast and study the word, the more things are exposed. Not in a condemning way. But in a convicting way and in a way of instruction of the Lord saying, okay, now 
So let's you and I deal with this area of your flesh. And I want to I want to deal with this a little bit tonight. Uh, tonight I want to talk about fasting and, and just uh, look at your neighbor and say fasting and you. Fasting and you. So we're going to deal with fasting and us, right? We know that fasting will help us break the bands of wickedness and, and uh, will help us to lift the burden uh, of heaviness off of those. Set the oppressed free and break every yoke. And these are incredible, powerful things. And we, we, we studied about that. And uh, it might do us good to go back and re-listen uh, to, uh, to the lessons. Because when we get into our 21 day of fasting and prayer, this is what we're going to be looking for. We're going to be looking for our loved ones who are bound in sin. For, for them to just to see these, these yokes broken off of them. These uh, bands of wickedness to be loosed uh, uh, off of them. And uh, to see our loved ones and whoever it is we may be praying and fasting for, co-workers, etc. Uh, to, to, to see them to be able to lay sin aside and to open up that door for them to come to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're going to see these things. This is powerful weapons and powerful tools. But during this time of prayer and fasting, God is going to be dealing with you and I. He's going to be dealing with me personally, the inner man. He's going to be dealing with who uh, Dan Kyle really is when he's all alone and by himself. He's going to be dealing with the hunger and the desire uh, that dwells inside of us and maybe the lack of hunger and desire that dwells in us towards him. We're going to be dealing with these issues of the flesh and God is going to be bringing them up, stirring them up in our life so that we can face them and we can conquer them and overcome them through the power of prayer and fasting. Dragging the old man down so that the spirit man can, uh, can rise up. Fasting is a, a great weapon to war against our own flesh. And one would say to himself, that seems uh, uh, contradictory or it seems to be self-inflicting. Uh, self no, not at all. We're not trying to destroy the old man. We're just simply trying to bring it under submission. Under submission so that the spirit can rule in our life. Listen, until we reach this place, we cannot walk in the Spirit. Now, most of us walk in the flesh. This is, this is how most of us live for God. It, we're, we're, like a, we're like a drowning man. And every once in a while, we're able to break the surface and get a breath of air. But most of the time, we're underneath the waves of humanity. We're underneath the weight of sin and carnality. Am I talking to you tonight? With most of the time, we're under the wave. But every once in a while, the spirit man breaks through, doesn't he? And we'll find ourselves with a, a spiritual surge of power. And, and that's us breaking the surface, taking a deep breath of, of uh, celestial air, if you please, and bringing it in. 
and, and, we, and we bring it in deep, and we hold it in, and we swim beneath the surface of carnality until we just know we have to have another breath of God's air. And we break the surface again through a day of fasting or a, a time of prayer or reading or desperation, and we suck in that spiritual air again. Listen, I'm tired of living for God that way. I, the Bible tells you and I, it promises us, it lets us know we can walk in the Spirit. I'm going to flip this thing where I'm walking, breathing the celestial air of God with the understanding that every once in a while the head of carnality will break through. I understand that. But if I'm walking in the Spirit, I can shove him back under the waves of spirituality. I can shove him back under the wave of faith, the wave of hope, and suppress him. Come on, somebody. Let's turn this thing around. Let's turn it around. Let's not let it be that every once in a while uh, I break through for a spiritual breath. Uh, let's let it be that I walk in the spirit realm with the understanding that every once in a while the old man's going to break through. But that's all right. Uh, I have power in him uh, and I can Push him back down in the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My, 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 my. Praise God. Look at your neighbor and tell him, wow, what a great example. <laughs> Fasting is a great weapon to help us war against our own flesh. We need to go to war. We need to go to war. Part of letting the old man have his way. We don't have to let him have his way. James chapter 4 and verse 1. Let's look at this just a little bit here tonight. From whence comes wars and fightings among you. Well, the Bible is just a telltale, isn't it? I mean, it just tells on you. It doesn't give you any, any wiggle room. It just tells on you. You're at war with your brother. You're at war with your sister. You're at odds with one another. The Bible's going to tell you why you're that way. For whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lust, that war in your members? And I know when we see that word lust, we, we think of a, 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 a man maybe looking at a woman or a woman looking at a man or, you know, uh, sexual lust. But listen, that's only one of the many, many, many lusts that exist on the inside of this humanity. And uh, James is telling us here that the wars that rise up out of you amongst one another, it comes out of your flesh. It comes out of your Cornality, the lust that war in your members, in your body. Look how Paul says it in 7 and uh, 723. But I see another law in my members. Look at this. Warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin 
which is in my members. Listen, you and I need to wake up and realize that this old flesh boy wants to kill the spiritual man in you. You are at war whether you want to admit it or not. If you have given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, you have gone to war with your body, with the lust within the members of your body. And you and I need to recognize that we're at war. If we don't recognize it, the old man's going to sneak up on us, or he's going to uh, he's going to confuse us, or he will uh, deceive us into thinking every things all right when he's really all he's doing is planning this big old attack against you listen when you're at war you've always got somebody on the watch not everybody goes to sleep there's always somebody looking out of the tower somebody's watching for the enemy somebody's looking out for a surprise attack you and I cannot afford to just lay down even in the spirit and let our guards down we need to understand we are in war and when you and I go to fasting and prayer that's when you're going to realize just how difficult of an enemy that you have just how tough of an adversary that is warring against you but I'm here to promise us we can succeed. We can be a church that walks in the spirit. We can overcome carnality. We can defeat humanity. We can do this. We can win through fasting and prayer. We can do it. Put your hands together for the Lord. Now Paul says that this enemy that lives in our members desires to bring us into captivity. He's not just trying to make you sin. He is not just trying to get you to go against the ways of God. And it's not even so much that he's trying to get you to go against the ways of God as much as he's just simply trying to get you to feel, fulfill carnality. His goal is that his pleasures of the flesh be fulfilled. That's his goal. Not like he's out there screaming to be against God. No, it's the fact that he just, the fallen humanity in its very nature is against the ways of God. And if we are not careful, he will bring you and I into captivity to the law of sin that dwells in our members. Look what Paul says in, in, to the church of Colossia, Colossians 3 and 5. So Paul responds to this. He said, so there is an answer to the enemy that is in you trying to bind you to the law of sin. He said, the only way to win this battle is you must mortify, therefore, your 
members. Listen, that word mortify, it's a, it's a pretty bad word. It means to mutilate, to utterly destroy, to have no mercy. You cannot say, I'll go halfway. We cannot say, I'll do a little but not all. Not with the enemy that I'm talking about. No, when you take on this enemy through fasting and prayer, we must mortify him. Now, come on now, don't make me think you're guilty. This is my Wednesday night crowd. All of you walk in the spirit. Uh, your carnality is so far underneath the layer of God's spirit, you can hardly even see it. So, you know, let me know that's true. He goes on to name the things of the flesh. So there is a war with you and I. And the enemy desires to put us in total captivity to the law of sin. And Paul says the response and the answer to this is to mortify that flesh. The question is, is how do we do that? Do, do we, do I say go buy a bat and give it to Pete and say, Pete, would you please beat me with this bat? Say, Pete, would you follow me around? And, and, and if I think a bad thought, would you just hit me in the head with that bat? And, and, and if, if you catch me looking or doing or saying or thinking, would, would you just commence to beat me? I don't think so. First of all, I wouldn't live the first day. I'd be dead. The flesh would be mortified. There's no question about it. I'd be horrified and the flesh would be mortified. That's not what Paul's talking about. You can only defeat the spiritual man. The carnality that is in you, you can only defeat it spiritually. You cannot defeat it in the flesh. That's the reason why the Bible says, watch me now, flee. Everybody say flee. Flee, youthful lust. You can't take lust on. Come on, lust. Me and you, baby. Come on, lust. You can't, you can't take lust on. Lust will whoop you. The very fact that you find yourself in a situation that you have to take it on means you have already lost. Are you following me? The very fact that you're in that situation means you have already lost. And so if you find yourself, Paul says, if you find yourself in a situation where you're having a battle lust inside of you, he said, you better pick up your bag and get out of there. It's time to run. So you, you don't tackle your flesh through your flesh. You, you don't conquer the carnal things of you through the strength of your mind and the power of your will. If we had the power in our own will, we wouldn't need God. It's not the devil that makes you sin, it's you. I'm not blaming the devil here. When I talk about your will, I don't mean that the devil can overcome your will. He don't have to overcome your will. You're sinful in your nature. We're that way in our nature. And so if we put ourselves in a, in, in a place and in a scenario or circumstance where we find ourselves battling lust or war or whatever, Paul says, don't you 
think you've got enough strength to resist or enough willpower. No. No, you got to get your stuff and run. Then you go conquer that. And we'll get to it in a minute. But you conquer that through prayer and fasting. And when you get the victory in the spirit realm, then you can walk right back into that same scenario. And there will be no temptation. There will be no desire to do it. Because you killed that man over there. And you've come here to defeat the adversary and the enemy. You find yourself in a situation and you find all this temptation and you're having a battle. Listen, you're already on losing ground. You run. And go get the victory. All right, which I go a little deeper in the word with that. I don't know if I got that over or not. Now, Paul understood the flesh. Look at Romans chapter 7, verse 18. We'll start with verse number 15. For that which I do, I allow not. Paul says, the things I find my hands doing, I preach against them. For what I would, that do I not. And the things I preach, I can't even find myself to get up and do it. But what I hate, that I do. This is Paul the Apostle, so you know where the rest of us are. We're way in the back of this boat. Paul's in first class. We are in coach with cheap fare. Romans 7 and 16. For if then... I do that which I would not. I consent unto the law that it is good. For now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. So Paul begins to recognize something. In my heart, the spirit man... I do not want to do these things, but there is a war that is going on in my members that the next thing I knew, I find myself doing exactly what I don't want to do. I know that in me, verse 18, or verse 17, now and then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me, verse 18. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. He's talking about in his flesh. That no matter how much I try in my own means, my own ability, my own strength, my own will, my carnality, I cannot seem to get my act together. Three of you. Like I said, Wednesday night crowd. Y'all are walking on that spiritual water. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Now, a lot of people like to take that verse and go out and do their thing. And then walk away and say, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. It's the sin that dwelled in me. I don't think that's what Paul's talking about. 
he's talking about a war that's going on. And that what he desires deep in him to do that is good, but his flesh that he battles does those things that he would not. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. That in this old body, when I would will myself to do what is right, I am overwhelmed by evil. That also dwells in this body, the lust of my members. Paul's going to give us the answer here in a moment. He's trying to let you and I know that we will never conquer this flesh within our own ability and strength. You can will it all you want. You can, you can scream it all you want. You can practice it all you want. You can try to sustain all you want. You will never conquer flesh with flesh. Because evil will always be present. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin in my members. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me, watch now, from the body of this death who's going to deliver me from this human shell that I am forced to live in every day you get up you wake up in your humanity and the older you get the more you recognize that Whatever you do, don't go to the doctor. They'll tell you you're dying. And they're always right because all of us are dying. Every day we wake up in this humanity. Every day we walk in our carnality. You will never reach a place until you take your last breath where all of humanity is shed off. Walking in the Spirit, we'll get to it a little later, but... Walking in the Spirit doesn't mean that you're walking in a realm that you are untouchable by the things of the carnality. It does mean, though, that you walk in a greater illumination of the deception of the adversary. We walk in the Spirit. We know the ways of the devil. And we recognize his trickery. And by walking in the spirit, we're not so easily drawn off the path into the areas of life where we find ourselves falling over and over again. Wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Paul the apostle tells us in verse 25, I thank God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, so then with the, mind I, with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. 
Paul recognized something. Sin will always be in my body, but my mind, I will serve God. And the only chance that I have is Jesus Christ. And if I can draw nigh to him, if I can get in his presence, he will show me how to walk upon this earth and live victorious and live over sin and defeat the adversary in my life. Now, Jesus understood what Paul was talking about. In the Mark 14 and 38, watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. How do we defeat that? He said, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. You don't defeat the flesh with the flesh. You've got to get in the spirit. You've got to learn to talk in tongues. You've got to learn to get in the Holy Ghost. You've got to subject this old flesh. Tear it off for a moment. Let God do you, infuse you with his glory. And when you rise up, oh, yes, the flesh is still there. But I've got a new strength. I've got a brand new determination. I've rise again. I'm walking again. I'm going to do it in Jesus. Watch and pray. Lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is ready, but the flesh is weak. What happens with people is the spirit's responding and raring to go, but the flesh is boss. And somehow we have to flip that coin. And we have to make the spirit boss in our life. That's the reason why we come into the altar. We have a great move of God. We pray in the altar. His power moves. And you know what we do. Lord. I'll never do that again. Forgive me this one more time. Number 90 and 9. Lord, I'll never do it again. We come into the altar, we're praying, we're seeking God. We get a strength of the Spirit. And we don't only make the promise, we genuinely, truly believe. don't get nine feet out that door. And that person that ticked us off three weeks ago is standing over there having a good time. And we're like, Lord, you hadn't killed them yet. I swore they'd be dead by now. <laughs> you know why? Because your flesh is still boss. The lust in you, the lust for revenge, the lust for justification, the lust.
to be proven right. Why you're so stinking wrong. God, in so many areas of your life, God proven you right in that one area wouldn't do nothing for you. Why would he mess with that one little area when he's got your whole life he's got to deal with? The lust in us, the Bible says. Our flesh is still bought. And this is what, this is what has to change in our lives. You will never get to the place where you don't deal with humanity. Don't misunderstand Pastor, Jesus Christ himself dealt with his humanity. Now, he sinned not, but he certainly dealt with his humanity. And you know how he did it, right? Forty days of, for he ever started his ministry straight into the wilderness. Forty days of prayer and fasting. That's how he dealt with it. Because even as God in the flesh, he understood. There's only one way to bring this stuff under complete subjection to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In his case, the Father. And that is through prayer and fasting. Paul said in Romans 8 and 5, For they that are, for they that are after the flesh... Do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Now, folks, that is the most telltale scripture there. It just lays it out. Why am I always yielding to the flesh? Because you are after the things of the flesh. We are pursuing the flesh more than we are pursuing the spirit. And because of that, we are yielding to the flesh. And like that little analogy, every once in a while, the head of the spirit pokes up, gets a breath. But humanity is walking on the water, not spirituality. They that are after the flesh... Do mind the things of the flesh. They that are after the flesh yield to the things of the flesh. They that are after the flesh, they give in. They are subdued by the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. The only thing that you and I have to do is stop chasing carnality and start chasing spirituality. That's all we have to do. It's, it's, not a, it's not a big revelation. It's a matter of changing direction. It's a matter of changing habits in your life. Things that you do in your life. Listen, we're human. We're going to have plenty of entertainment. We hang around one another, tell jokes to one another. We laugh. We're going to have plenty of entertainment. There's no reason for us to pursue it. Pursue the things of God and see how things will start changing in our life. Stop pursuing flesh and start pursuing spiritual things. The Bible says, pursue flesh, you'll yield to it. Pursue God, you'll yield to him. All right, I'm coming to a close. The ESV version, I, I, for Galatians 5 and 16, I don't know if I gave that 
I do have the King James. But I, I did it in the U.S. Uh, because of the way that it's written. It says, but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh has desires that are opposed to the Spirit. And the Spirit has desires that are opposed to the flesh. For these are in opposition to each other so that you cannot do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now listen. No one can lead anything unless they have power over it or the thing they're leading has submitted itself to them. So the only way for me to be led of the Spirit is to submit to the ways of God so that the Spirit can indeed lead me. Verse uh, Galatians 6 and 8. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. Corruption. What did the Lord say? He said, if you pursue the things of the flesh, you're going to mind after the things of the flesh. You're going to yield the things of the flesh. If you pursue the things of the spirit, you're going to mind after the things of the spirit. That's what he's talking about. You sow into the flesh, you reap the flesh. But he that what? So what do I have to do? I have to pursue the things of the spirit. And I have to start sowing into the things of the spirit. And if I'll do that, I'll be led of the spirit. And I will reap everlasting life. Romans 8 and 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now, notice where we're at here. We're not saying walking in the spirit. If we don't start walking after the spirit, we'll never get in the spirit. What you and I have to do right now is stop pursuing carnality. And start pursuing the things of God. And if we will walk after him. If we'll just begin to pursue him. He tells us in verse 12. Therefore brethren we are debtors not to the flesh. To live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh. Ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body. Ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So Isaiah 58 and 7 sort of wraps this up. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, that thou bringest to the poor and cast to the house? And when thou seest the naked, that thou covers, uh, cover him, and thou hide not thy flesh, thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. Fasting exposes the flesh. Jesus fasted, his disciples fast, and you and I must fast. Philippians 3, 19, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly. 
and whose glory is in their shame who mind earthly things, whose God is their belly. There's something about feeding this flesh. I was talking to a doctor today and uh, discussing some uh, inflammation that's in my body and arthritis and things. And you'll know that when you get 60. I'm not there yet, but close. And, and she was saying, um, well, you know, there's some things you have to stop eating. So here we go again. No ice cream before you go to bed at night. No cornflakes. No. Here we go again. Been doing it for 56 years, living fine. So finally, I just said, I just want to know one thing. Can I keep my steak? She said, yeah, you can keep your steak. I said, I can give up anything as long as I can have my steak. And every once in a while, a lobster. She said, no, lobster's not good. Well, I didn't say all the time, but every once in a while, that old flesh head going to come up. I'm telling you right now, we're going to eat lobster. The point is, we love to feed our flesh. And we don't only feed it with food, but we feed it with things of this world. So in fasting, we're not just starving our flesh of food. But it's also the reason why during that same 21 days, there is to be no media. No texting. No Facebook. No Instagram. No news. News is entertainment for me. I don't read all that other crazy stuff you people read. But I like to read news. So that's my entertainment. No news. No nothing. If you're going to read, you read the word of God. If you're going to listen, you listen to preaching. Or you listen to gospel, gospel music. Why? What are we doing? We're not only denying the physical body, food. But for denying the lust in our members, what it feeds on as well. So that we can weaken the strength that it has over us. And by weakening the carnal man, not just physically, but weakening the carnal man spiritually, then the Holy Ghost in us, the spiritual man in us, rises up and gains strength. It works spiritually and physically. How many of all, how many of y'all drink Coke or any form of soda? I can look at the rest of you and tell you, y'all drinking something with a lot of sugar in it. All right, how many of y'all drink tea? I would have never said tea because tea is so disgusting. All right, how many of y'all have ever given up your soda or even your tea, just you just gave it up because, you know, health reasons, whatever, you just kicked, you just wanted to give it up Any, for a few moments, you know, for a day or two. So you, you stopped it for a little while, right? And then you go back and you pick up a Coke and you drink it and you go, how did I ever? Drink that stuff. It's like syrup. 
or you gave up your sugar and your tea and one day you accidentally pick up a, a, a sweet tea and you, you suck it up into your mouth and you go, oh, how did I ever drink that stuff? You know what I'm talking about? You weaned your body from something that was actually destroying you, harming you. Now, so when you went back to put it back in, you go, oh. But how many of you know it only takes two or three Cokes to readjust? And now all of a sudden you're coming home and you can't wait to get that Coke. Or it don't take but a few of those sweet iced teas to readjust back to that sugar. And just, it's the same way with the flesh. When you shed something and you stop doing it, initially, when you're re-exposed to it, you go, man, how did I ever do that? How did I ever waste my time with that? How did I ever, how did I ever? But then if you allow yourself three or four or five more times, all of a sudden, you're right back in it. Why? Because you are re-energizing that area of lust in your humanity. And it don't take long to get it back on its feet. So when we go through, let's stand, I'm done, say 30. When we go through this 21 day of fasting, when we make our way through this 21-day of fasting, most of y'all don't believe I'm done. I really am. You can stand. Y'all just sitting there with your arms folded looking at me. Brother Moss. We're going we're gonna to shed some things. My prayer is that sometimes during this process, instead of saying to ourselves, Sister Carlene, man, I can't wait till these 21 days are over so I can get back to whatever. Get back on Facebook, get back on Instagram, get back on Snapchat. It, if that's how we go through it, we're not doing a real good job. Somewhere in that process, we should lose our desire for it. That's the purpose. Then when we come back, because it's not all bad, right? It's how you use it, right? It's how you use it. I mean, I, um, I have Snapchat, and I don't follow nobody in Snapchat. It's just my family. There's six of us. But I use that to get daily snaps of my little grandbaby, Nora. And if she don't send me a daily snap of that little grandbaby, she will hear from me in the family text chat. So we get those daily little snaps, and that's the only thing I use Snapchat for. Everything else is hogwash as far as I'm concerned. So even if we come back on it, we should have gained enough spiritual strength to say, you know what, I'm not going to mess with the mess over here. I'm going to use it for 
for its good. If it can be done, I don't, I don't even know. It's possible to, to do. I'm wanting God to change us. I'm wanting something to really change in us so much that when we come out of this fast, we just don't go back to these things. Just, they're just done. It's finished. And I am going to pursue God. And I'm going to find a godly way to fill in some gaps here and there. Wherever those things may be. I believe the Lord is going to speak to us Sunday. I'm encouraged to hear from the word of God. I know that he's sending Brother Heron here with a, a message of spiritual warfare. And God is going to move in this congregation. And he's going to speak through Sister Kleindance. And he's going to talk to us about fasting and, and prayer. And going to give us insights of things that we haven't seen or known. The Lord wants to speak to us. I think that's pretty awesome that he moved on someone and said, call Pastor Kyle. Tell him I'm sending you with, with this message. God wants to speak to us. Lord, I thank you for this Wednesday night crowd. I thank you for the hunger that I feel in this building tonight. It's solemn before you. Your spirit rests upon us. Your power rests upon us tonight. You are calling us to simply walk And if we will walk after the things of the Spirit, we will eventually learn to walk in the Spirit. And when we walk in your Spirit, we will no longer fulfill the lust of the flesh. Help us, God. Help us like Paul the Apostle who struggled with his humanity. The things that I would not do, I do. The things I would, I do not. I, who will deliver me? Who will set me free? How will I break free from this war that is in me? Lord, we know that you are that answer. Your spirit that you have given us, the power of the Holy Ghost that abides in us. I pray, oh God, I pray that every man and woman that is in this building tonight, that we will begin to pray in the spirit more than we have ever prayed before. Oh, that your spirit would rise up in us and flow out of 
us and utter things that we know not. Building up our most holy faith on the inside. Cleansing us of unrighteousness. Teaching us to walk after the Spirit. I ask, Lord, that you help us to humble our flesh in prayer and fasting. Give us wisdom and understanding. Teach us in your word and show us and lead us and help us to understand we cannot defeat flesh with flesh. We must invoke your spirit. We must pray. We must fast. We must gain victory over the flesh in the spirit. Do it by stop pursuing the things of the flesh and start pursuing the things of the spirit. And that is my prayer tonight, that you help us to do these things. Father, speak to us. It is my prayer. I ask it in the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And everybody say amen. Amen. When we hug one another and love one another, I want you to tell one another, I am going to pursue the things of of the Spirit. Tell them, I am going to walk after the things of the Spirit. I'm going to walk after the things of God. I'm going to walk after the things of the Spirit. God bless you. I love you. You're dismissed. In Jesus' name, the Lord bless you.